0: Hello and welcome to Remote Patrol, Oh boy. This is episode 5, How the Test Was Won, August 5th, 1956. He says, reading it on IMDb. Hello everybody, welcome to our show. Hello Scott. Hello sir. Um, so, Quantum Leap. This was not one of my favorite ones. <laughs> uh,
1: the the, re- the reason I laugh is because immediately after finishing the episode, my wife turned to me and said, I think this is my favorite one so far. Really? <laughs> she
0: okay. enjoyed it. Okay. Well, ultimately, in your enjoyment of something creative is subjective, and, and I, I can't tell if she's wrong. Nor do I have a problem with it. I, I'm not going to sit and, and pull this episode apart. It's fine. It's just not a great one. It's, it's a bit just, here's a quantum leap. There's nothing special going on here. This is not one you would watch in your quest to watch the essence of Quantum Leap.
1: It's it's not going to go on a highlight reel, but it does meet your basic status quo leap. Um, oh yeah, with with a, a few moments that are um, that are standouts in the episode and a few aspects of it that are uh, less favorable. But overall, it balances out to be your basic middle of the road
0: bottom leap episode yeah so to sort of just sum up in this one sam's a cowboy or a cowboy no he's a vet isn't he yes yep he's a vet for cowboys so he has a hat and the boots and everything so you can forgive me for thinking he's a cowboy and basically it's it's called how the test was won because it's all about some woman called tess whose father has decided that she should marry somebody but she's not very ladylike and and that sort of thing. And she doesn't really want to get married and have babies and not be a cowboy person. Uh, and so what she does is do the whole sort of, if there's a guy out there who can beat me at all these things, then that's the guy I'll marry. Guess which guy has to take on all these tasks and, and try to marry the girl? Of course, Dr. Sam Beckett does. And, you know, so basically this episode is him trying to beat this woman at all these com- Competitions in order to marry her at the end of it, basically. Um, you know,
1: like like you do, like it's you do that, that old chestnut. This this that is, story that we've seen time and again.
0: This this was my problem from the thing from the get go. It's like what just that's not a reason to marry somebody because they're better than you at fence at uh, fence post hole digging and <laughs> things like that. I mean, it's an admirable quality to have in a partner i I won't deny it, and as I've grown up and matured and and spent more time in a, a long relationship, I found that there were there's certain qualities in a partner that i I'd overlooked as something that oh if you can get that in somebody, you really want that, for example, the ability to bake amazing cakes that's i you know guys when you're in your twenties and you're looking for the kind of girl you're after and want to spend your life with, you're not thinking about cake, but I'm telling you. And get a girl that can bake cakes. Tr- trust me on that. There's always C- cake around.
1: Cake is what you should be thinking about.
0: Exactly. There's too always... many guys
1: in their 20s, they're thinking about um, you know, how how it's going to get crude, but too many guys in their 20s are going to think about how far behind her head can she get her legs, and they're not thinking, what are her cakes going to look like in 10 years when she pulls them out of the oven and,
0: and puts on the icing and the decorate. Exactly. Exactly. Thinking of the wrong things. Yeah, and guys, most most girls can get their knees quite far behind their heads. Uh, never mind. Uh, so, <laughs> I do you know what? So, I I need to skip to the end. I, I want to okay. skip to the end straight away. I'm sorry. Uh, spoilers. But... Am I right in thinking? Because I I, I kind of had this wrong right now. The big thing in this episode is that this is the first time, I think, we've seen Sam interact with a big uh, historical figure. Mm Mm-hmm. And and influence that big historical figure into becoming that big historical figure. Yeah, this is the first time. It will happen several more times, but this was the first. It's a nice thing to sort of trot out once a season, or something like that. and. If, am I right in thinking, because I've just watched this and it, I, I've, I've literally just finished watching this episode and then started the Skype call with you. And I'm kind of just a little taken aback by the ending in the the whole episode is a bit of a red herring because it's nothing. marrying Tess is nothing to do with why is there? Yep, n-
1: not at all. It and just... it, they lay the seeds for it early and they do a good job of helping us to forget it because in the beginning the chances that sam is there to marry tess are about 50-50 i want to say is 49% but it was mistaking the uh, the diary that doc had written for the letters that tess received from the person she would eventually that she was supposed to marry when they assumed that the diary was in fact the letters that Ziggy mentioned, then they said, okay, well, this is what we have to do. We have to we have to marry her. When the next most likely, which I think was in the 70th percentile, uh, reason for Sam to be there was to cure the pig, which he did eventually do that as well. But from the sounds of it, the real reason for him to be there was not even on Ziggy's radar. It was not something that had been presented to us earlier in the episode at all. And it was only at the very end, just by a fluke, he figures it out and off
0: he goes. I don't know how I feel about that. It, well, it's a fun little twist, I suppose. I, no, it's it's okay. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Like I said, I'm not going to pull this episode apart. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's what happened. He, he, he influenced the big historical figure. I'm trying to think of some of the others that he does throughout the series, but i I suppose we'll just get to those as he does it uh th- this is this is a weird one though can we say it's Buddy Holly? we can yeah. say it's Buddy Holly we, can't we yeah yeah we we
1: can say it now yeah uh, most most people uh my my wife included will figure it out before the end of the episode anyway
0: okay, fair enough. see what you didn't realize was that Buddy Holly became a big hit because of his song Peggy Sue that was inspired by Sam Beckett saying, here, piggy, and then making a weird noise. <laughs> is suey not uh, uh,
1: not a common word over there?
0: No, what is it? Is that a thing? Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, as we heard Sam calling out to the pig, he was saying, piggy, suey. Suey is what um, uh, farmers and ranchers will, it's a word they will generally use to call the animals to them.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Uh,
1: It's, I think, and see, this is where where my understanding of it falls apart, because I'm not a cowboy or a farmer. I want to say that it is basically their feeding call. If they say suey, that means, you know, come get food.
0: Okay, fair enough. I had no idea.
1: In brackets with a blue (gasps) citation needed.
0: Well, you're already miles ahead of me. I thought it was just a weird noise to make. (laughs) <laughs> which it kind of is aren't all words just a weird noise to make you essentially know? yes yeah uh so it's a bit weird Ah, uh, yeah i see in the trivia now this actually was for sam's first encounter with someone who's soon to be actually famous
1: i shouldn't take too much credit the reason i knew that was the first one that i had not missed any is because i read the trivia about two weeks ago yeah
0: plus we we have only seen like four episodes. It would be a bit mental of us to miss something like that.
1: there is also that, but i I still find myself getting a lot of episodes uh, confused in my head from episodes that I remember watching in the past. They still jumble the timeline up when i when I think about the series as a whole.
0: Do you do you and tell you a fun little story I discovered this afternoon about mixing things up in your head that it's like some weird. I always treated my brain like it's some sort of hard drive. This files, there's a directory system. There's, you know, all this stuff. And as I was out walking Berkeley, I had Spotify on a, a random playthrough of that this this playlist it makes that's just for you. So I don't know what's coming up. And what came up was the song "The Candyman Can" from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. You're probably familiar with this song. Yes. What, it disco- what I discovered as this song played was that the, the file in my brain containing the lyrics to that song has been corrupted with the <laughs> s- file stored right next to it that contains the lyrics to the garbage man can from an episode of The Simpsons where Homer becomes the uh, garbage guy for Springfield. And so <laughs> I'm I'm walking along thinking, oh, that sound right. oh that's from The Simpsons, yeah. It's like just a slight file corruption going on. If I wasn't a human, I'd just format me and reinstall, start again. I'm hoping to get my brain upgraded to an SSD so this kind of thing doesn't happen.
1: Uh,
0: uh,
1: Major fans of Weird Al Yankovic will will definitely relate to that story.
0: Yeah. It's like, is that the actual lyric or the uh, funny one? Yeah. I'm remembering the Homer Simpson lyric. The Candyman can doesn't have anything about diapers and other things like that in it so yeah, it, it uh, yeah. might have
1: been uh, quite quite a different movie if it did
0: yeah exactly now other things in this episode have we mentioned gushy before um i think
1: this is the first time that he was named they might have dropped his name once before um out of context but i'm pretty sure that he's that he's never been named before now we will eventually see him and meet him oh no wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute the first episode, we saw him in the pilot episode, the very first scene. Gosh, we Al, did! Yes, Al is in the car, and he's picking up whoever that woman is on the side of the road. Um, and Gushy calls him to tell him that Sam is in the accelerator and he's leaping. I can't remember if Al refers to him by name during that phone call.
0: I'm just frantically going back through the IMDB page for the first episode to see it right Dennis Wolf- uh, Wolfberg he's listed on the credits as gushy uh he doesn't have a photo so I can't 100 percent guarantee that it's him um
1: i I can guarantee that it's him I remember I think the you're actor right. who played who played gushy in that episode and who will return to play gushy anytime we see him in the quote present day um was at the time uh, a fairly known comedian here in the u.s and of a, a favorite of my mother's so anytime she caught him on the screen she would uh, definitely stop and watch
0: oh gosh i had no idea about this mm-hmm. none whatsoever um yeah he has a big wikipedia page i'm just finding here comedy career began at the new york's in new york city at the comedy strip okay frequent guest on the merv griffin show tonight show Pat Sajak show, Arsenio Hall show, had his own half-hour comedy special on HBO in 1990. hmm Oh, wow. Right, okay. I, I had absolutely no idea. He headlined at comedy, comedy clubs across the country as well as working in Las Vegas and Atlantic City on a regular basis. He was twice named as America's top male comic in votes by club goers and own, uh, owners nationwide. How have I never seen this guy do stand-up?
1: It's been quite a long time for me as well. Um, Well, you haven't seen him at all. I know I've seen some of his stand-up, but I was honestly too young to retain it, so I can't remember any of his uh, routine or any of his jokes at this point. I know that he was uh, known for making uh, very funny, possibly unintentionally funny faces, during his. Uh, during his routine. Just the expressions that he would get on his face.
0: Were. Uh, were very funny. Right. Oh gosh. He died very young. Very young at 48. Gosh. Of melanoma. In 1994. I had Absolutely no idea. And nothing about the guy. Uh, it's. It's. I wonder how rare it is that you would get some an actor in to play this role. Actually, no, this is quite rare that you would get an actor in to play such a tiny little thing in episode one and then even bother to get that guy back. Very often in TV, you see sort of a here's a guest appearance of this character. And then once this character is going to become an actual character that is going to have lots of dialogue and roles in the story, then we'll get a real actor in to play that person and that, mm-hmm. that you see quite often uh, but they haven't done that here which is quite nice I I am a big stickler for my continuity and uh, yeah, yes, it, I think
1: yeah. that the, the reason for that is probably twofold uh, one I don't think we end up seeing Gushy more than once maybe twice a season for the duration of the show so getting him back to reprise this role probably was not all that difficult because it would more than likely consist of a day, maybe two of filming, and then you're done.
0: Yeah, and in fact, you, you are absolutely right that it, it is once per season, technically. But it's is the five,
1: five episodes, five,
0: five appearances? Five appearances. Genesis, <laughs> The Leap Back, Lee Harvey Oswald, Killing Time, and Mirror Image. That's it. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that, that again is surprising to me, because I felt like I saw him a lot more on the show.
1: Yeah, well, the, the, there's the the reason for that being is that the times when he appears are notable uh, moments in the series. Uh, it, what was it? The leap back? Is that was that the title of it?
0: The leap back. So yeah, the first one is Genesis. The next one is the leap back, which I think is that. When I wanna say that's the one where he goes home, but I think that's now the leap home.
1: Yeah, the leap home is. Um, that's a two-part episode where Sam leaps into himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, the but the back. the leap back is when he is when Sam become. Okay, we're yeah. we're not worrying about the big spoilers. I I remember. Um, when Sam becomes the hologram. Yeah. and Al becomes the leaper.
0: That's season four.
1: Yeah, it's the premiere for season four.
0: So in actual fact, you're just not going to see Gushy again until season four, mm-hmm. because all the other episodes are. After that. Well, that's that's nice that they even kept up with the character.
1: It's that, a, that, it does add a nice bit of continuity. I wonder if they just had never intended to see Gushy again, but then when they came up with these story ideas a few years later, they said, hey, is that guy still available? Let's call him up see if he wants to come back and, and play this guy. And not just have his character mentioned every episode.
0: Yeah, he is one of the more mentioned characters. Characters in television that gets such a, a low appearance, especially for characters where you do actually see them. There's a lot of famous characters on TV that are mentioned in every episode of a show, and you never see them. I'm mm-hmm. always thinking of Maris, Niles Crane's wife in Frasier, who you never yes. see throughout the entire, was it 10 or 11 seasons? Um, and there, there are similar things here. In Dad's Army, we always had Captain Mannering's wife was never, ever seen. Uh, but there'd always be stories about it quite often, and that sort of thing. Uh, if we
1: wanted to stretch, we could say that the character of Wilson from uh, Tim Allen's Home Improvement might also count. <laughs> <laughs> but that that we we would count that as a half.
0: We would, yeah, that's a half. I think, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> now, now you just reminded me. Was he not in a quantum leap?
1: Oh, that's um, uh, the zooming. actor's name was Earl Heineman.
0: Yes. Um, all right. When you Google Home Improvement, you don't get to what you want to right away. Well, unless <laughs> you're looking to actually improve your home. Uh, I'm just I'm zooming through Earl Heineman. Right. right. Died in yeah. 2003, age 61. Was he ever on quantum leave? This is the question, and the answer is. No, not at yep. all, ever. Shut up, Richard. Did you go
1: through Google to find the answer?
0: I Googled him. Sorry, no, I Googled Home Improvement, went to the IMDb page of that, and then clicked on him, and now I'm just scrolling through his thing, and it, there's no... no okay, yeah, we,
1: we we went the same route. I went to my IMDb, and I found it that way. He was um in the Eric bogosian film talk radio in 1988 which has nothing to do with what we're talking about
0: I see he was also in three men and a baby I had no idea he was in three men and a baby neither did i and spencer for hire with 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 captain cisco i knew he was in silverado cuz i've seen that more times than i care to mention
1: oh well, captain cisco star trek there's a star trek connection that's right i remember um It's not this episode... We've basically stopped talking about how the test was won, but um, in some episode of Quantum Leap coming up, I don't know when, the actor who played Duras in Next Generation appears on Quantum Leap somewhere.
0: Now then, there's a few Star Trek people on Quantum Leap. I know Mark Alamo's going to come up at some point.
1: Yeah, you mentioned that before.
0: Uh... But the guy who plays Jurass who, who what's his name?
1: I can't remember the actor's name. I wonder if they have <clears throat> a character listing. They probably don't.
0: I'll just search for Duras, and that, that's not gonna that's not gonna bring it up. <laughs> There's a Marguerite Jurass, but I don't think that's who we're talking about.
1: IMDB should know what we're looking for when we search for Duras.
0: This is not a good example of of Google learning what I'm interested in, is it? No, really. you know, it should. It should know. Of course, I'm searching for something in Star Trek, and I kind of feel like every search should begin with IMDb. Yeah. Patrick Masset,
1: M A S S E T. Let's
0: look at you. All right, wouldn't recognize him if he turned up at my front door right now that's that's crazy
1: <laughs> as a human he is um uh, rather
0: rather different looking yes, he is. my gosh look what he does though wow he's a producer now, currently producing the blacklist, mm-hmm. which is an awesome show. And Friday Night Lights, some people like that, don't they? I have no idea what it's about because it's about American football, but. Right. Um. um
1: it's. He is. At, these days, he's a, a, an actor, writer, producer working on these shows that you just listed. These are the things that you learn when you listen to Mission
0: Log. What is that? The, is that. A, the, a,
1: a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. It's a. What we are doing for Quantum Leap, they do for Star Trek. They have. Ah. Um. They've completed the original series, the animated series, um, the um, original series cast films, and they are in season three of Next Generation right now. And they do not plan to stop until they finished Next Generation, all their movies, DS9, Voyager, and Enterprise.
0: Good luck with that. Yeah. Why the they, hell not? They,
1: Good luck with that. They know how to ensure that their podcast will run for quite some time, <clears throat> that's for sure. Exactly.
0: Exactly that's not just picking a show that ran for five seasons and that's it oh well we'll, we'll go on to something else after this probably um but god i missed talking about star trek a little bit yeah i should i should try and do more make it so still only 3 out of the 12 that we wanted to make do you know it's still held up cuz i won't watch voyager season 1 <laughs> Still, I know that's what, that. That was the reason last time we talked about it. Still, the reason nothing has moved. Nothing. I, I keep seeing it there on Netflix. That time when you just like, I just, I don't care what I look at anymore. Just put something on because you've been looking through it for fifteen minutes. And then you see Thank Voyager you. <laughs> and you think, oh, I do need to watch Voyager season one. but Not now, though. And you just move on, watch The Office again.
1: By the time you selected something, your food is cold, and and you, you've lost all track of time and space, and you don't even want to watch anything anymore because there's too much to choose from.
0: Exactly. I have this problem all the time. There's too much shit on TV to watch.
1: For me, it, it ends up being, let's just do a, a ninth rewatch of The West Wing,
0: because it's right there. Exactly. I, I can appreciate that. Did you know that the title of this episode is based on how the West was won? I did know that. (laughs) I suppose you've got to write it down. I I suppose there's nothing wrong with writing it down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that of all the episodes of Quantum Leap that we have viewed uh, so far, that this is quite possibly the least helpful that Al has ever been in an entire episode?
0: That's very true. He basically does fuck all. That was my... It,
1: it was tied for my biggest problem with the episode, is the fact that Al is completely disengaged. He doesn't seem to care at all for helping Sam. And even when he does help, he fucks it up by naming the wrong cheater at the at the card table.
0: Yeah. Um, it's very unusual for him. Again, that's another thing that you can sort of drag out once or twice a season is, oh, Al's just totally distracted this week. He's not going to be any help at all. Um, mm-hmm. It makes me wonder if they have sort of shooting schedule issues and they just have to keep Dean Stockwell to a minimum this week. And so maybe he only did three days on the shoot or something like that. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, But he was, yeah, now you mention it, he was kind of conspicuously crap and pointless. And not in an uh, amusing he- way yeah yeah i I found it one I found it aggravating
1: that the person who's supposed to help is not helping um just that's my sympathy for for the main character Sam needs a hand he needs some assistance, and you're not helping him out at all and and another thing that I was not enjoying about Al was he seemed to he seemed to be overplaying his role in this episode. Um, just, Dean Stockwell can be a bit of a ham in that role. He can chew the scenery, uh, quite a bit with the dialogue he's given, but this episode seemed particularly strong.
0: Yes, I see what you mean. I, I, I see what you mean. I, yeah, I can't argue with you on that. It's just what they do from time to time. Um... Like as you know, all this just feeds into me saying this. This wasn't one of my favorite episodes. It's by no means bad. It's a three out of five kind of thing.
1: A thing. Yeah it it has its charm for sure. But and I I wonder if we would have a better opinion in this episode if we did not have the the whole of the series in our memory. We know what's coming. We know what the best of Quantum Leap is going to look like, and we know. That this is not it.
0: Oh, yeah. And and if I, you know, watching week after week on TV for the first time, this was in no way a reason for me to turn off or never watch again. I'm actually trying to remember if I got to see season one on television. And I feel like it might have been season two that I started watching it. Uh, But with this one, I've seen it because we've done this show. That's that's why I rewatched it. I may never see it again. Yeah. that That's entirely feasible. And Unless one day, I'm actually, you know, this might happen. And I just sort of in a decade's time find myself thinking, you know, it's been a while since I watched Quantum Leap. I'm going to watch them all through. And then I will get to when, how the test was won. And I'll remember this conversation about how I said I'll probably never see that again. <laughs> I might text you that night. You never know. and you'll find i'm watching
1: the same episode yes
0: oh my god (laughs) it will it will happen it will happen
1: Mm. now i i know that there are some moments of this episode that i found for whatever reason memorable because there are moments when i think of my old memories of watching quantum leap originally there's a moment from this episode that tends to come up like, the entirety of this particular episode was condensed down and crystallized in the moment when Sam um, uh, when Sam pulled a joke on Wayne by making everyone think that he had lost his thumb. But, in fact, he was fine. He, he had lifted his thumb when he was supposed to, and he just did his little floating thumb trick. Everyone has a good laugh at Wayne. He gets annoyed and, and runs away. And I remembered that from, what is it now, 25
0: years ago. Got it is as well, isn't it? Yeah. I remembered the Peggy Sue bit. It all sticks in your mind. It really does. It's, I think this is part of, I think you suffer from what I suffer from, which is long-term memories of things you didn't ask for whatsoever. And that includes all kinds of movie scripts and film, you know, TV show episodes, all kinds of things like that.
1: And it, each and every awkward and embarrassing moment from primary school forward. Yeah.
0: But, but you know, I'm just just concentrating on the TV things. It's always, <laughs> you know, it, it came up for me. I One that sticks in my mind is when we were. Alice and I were watching through the Columbo series on Netflix, which, by the way, everyone, if you haven't watched the Columbos, go go and do that now, because that's some damn good television. Classic. And the first episode, the very first episode, I perhaps saw way before this episode of Quantum Leap was aired. I I was, you know, still at school, obviously. I'm not that old. But like a little kid, I still probably had a bath time and a bedtime and that sort of thing. That little. And I just before as soon as it started and I saw the opening shot, everything just clicked into place. And I just described the first opening scene to Alison, who sat there with her mouth open as all these events unfolded exactly as I described them, Um, including bits of dialogue. And she's like, no, you've seen this before. You've watched this like, yeah, I have. But actually 30 years ago. It just (laughs) stayed there. And I'm sorry, but it did. That's just what happened. I just wish I could get, like, advanced physics or something like that to stick in there as easily. But it doesn't. It's just bits of TV shows and movies. Maybe that's why physics won't stick. It's too full of crap up there. (laughs) need to defrag my brain. That's what it (laughs) is. That's what the problem is. You know...
1: Uh, if it were that simple,
0: yeah. But I, yeah, I get. Oh excuse, oh, excuse me, yawning. I've I've just had fresh air before doing this, walking the dog. Um, yeah, I I always figured you kind of suffer from the same affliction I do. That yeah,
1: more more than I than I tend to realize it. It's when someone points it out that I realize. Yeah, there are moments of of uh, TV shows and movies that no matter how much. I may want to forget them because I found that uh, film or show to be utterly forgettable. They're always there.
0: Yeah, and they come up anywhere. when
1: you least expect them to. And then you find yourself since that's the only scene that you remember, you find yourself replaying it in your head over and over. And you say to yourself, I should just watch that episode so I can you know, s- scratch this itch in my brain. Then it'll go away. But you never get around to watching it. So that same scene will just stay there forever. There's one particular shot of one particular episode of an American daytime soap opera. I want to say days of our lives. I have no idea what the context is for this shot. I have no idea what was happening in that show. But there was a tense music stinger, a woman turned around, and there's... The front door of the house, and it's open. It's dark inside the house, but there's some light outside, and there's a shadowy figure wreathed in lamplight from the outside standing in the doorway. And it was very scary. (laughs) I have no idea who these people are. I, I don't know any character names from the show. Can't even tell you what the actors looked like, but I know this guy showed up at the door, and he wasn't supposed to be there. And that's all I can remember from that show. Do you have any idea how many episodes of that show i know that i was in the room for because my mother loved that show watched every episode when she was working full-time yeah she would uh she would finish work about 4 p.m now that show and the other soap opera that she watched both hour-long shows aired at 1 and 2 p.m both on the same channel and during the summertime. When they did not do reruns because they ran new episodes all the time. My brother and I, one of our chores for the day was to set the VCR to record for two hours at one o'clock. No <laughs> at 1255 to make sure that nothing got cut off Yeah, and to make sure that it records until three ten. So in case there's any sort of a delay, we still get the end of the show just in case they had to push it for some reason. And if we did not get that, Videotape set?
0: Yeah, I I was going to say, my God. Oh, my God. That sounds like the one thing that nothing would stop you from doing that. that. That has to happen. That's not taking out the garbage or doing the dishes or cleaning your room or something like that. That is a job that directly affects the immediate happiness of a parent. That's... Children, do not screw with that kind of thing. Do not screw with that kind of thing. Uh, You're so lucky nowadays, kids, that there are DVRs. Well, there always were DVRs. You just had to give birth to them before. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. Kids, go and put that channel on.
1: Richard, you and I, we are walking obsolete DVRs.
0: DVRs and remote controls. And a couple of other things, car washing devices, um, lawnmowers, all kinds of things, you know.
1: And, and a few other devices that they have not uh, yet invented, like the device that will go to the fridge and fetch your drink
0: for you. Exactly. Exactly. Do you know, so I, the, future,
1: the, the future has not yet arrived entirely.
0: You know, it's 2015 and there's still nothing will bring me a drink apart from Alison. And she does her best, but you know she has to get it. We want something that will bring us both a drink, nothing yet. nothing that said. did I not see a remote control r two d two fridge recently? I haven't seen that remote control. Ah, there you go. I start searching for remote patrol r two d two fridge. <laughs> yes, it's Google's filling it in. I am not making this up. This is the thing. There we go. There we go. Uh, come on, Bitmug is Modo. Reported that Aqua is developing a remote-control fridge modeled after the iconic droid sidekick and is scheduled to debut in 2016. And there's man getting a beer out of the front of R2-D2. This is a way forward. This is This is clearly the future. I still want one of those... Is it B8? BB-8 eight. BB eight things just to see what the dog does. Just to see <laughs> what the dog does. I, I'm very interested to see about that. but We'll see. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to move on on how the test was won? Not that... Oh, wait.
1: There was one um one cliche that they trotted out in this episode that I was not a fan of. And I think it's mainly because um, this name... And concept was so prevalent on television at that time, be it uh, you know dramas or uh, children's shows, whatever. But when there's an animal, usually a horse, that is wild and difficult to tame, that is that is what they use to show that a, a person, <clears throat> excuse me, that a particular character is tough. Yeah, This one particular character is the only person that can ride this horse, and that's how you know they're the toughest. And invariably, that horse is named Widowmaker. The term Widowmaker was a lot more commonly seen in television back then than it is now.
0: Yes, it was. I don't know where it went. Yes, it was. The Widowmaker. That, that could apply to so many things. Mountains, I think, is a good one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mountains, horses, maybe guns that can fire a long way, or people who can draw really fast with a gun. Obviously, not making pictures really quick.
1: <laughs> I, I I try as hard as I can, but I I still have not been able to uh, fell anyone with with my art.
0: No, no. Uh,
1: I think the term widowmaker showed up in Ducktales once. Really. That's where, that's one of the, again, this is our, our syndrome, our, our media memory syndrome is what we'll call it. I have a, a recollection of Widowmaker in DuckTales. I know that Scrooge was one that said it, but I don't know why. Part of me wants to say it was referring to a boomerang, but don't quote me.
0: So Googling DuckTales, Widowmaker. <laughs> you beat me to it. I was going to look it up myself spells everything incorrectly DuckTales Surreal Exposure hang on it's I'm getting an episode am I no it look no okay that's weird there's a band called DuckTales
1: I'm not surprised
0: and so that is screwing up all the search here don't want to know about your shitty band named Ducktail. who calls you band DuckTales They don't even look like... like Fans of nostalgia. They're not even like a comedy duck-based band. They look like a normal, regular sort of indie band called... Oh. You're going to be called DuckTales. You should at least be dressed as a duck. And or quack. Change your band name. Stupid. So we'll never know. I can't find that. We'll have to watch all of DuckTales again. Maybe that's what we can go on to after Quantum Leap.
1: It, it, it seems the next uh, logical step. Yeah,
0: are we uh, doing what are we do next? X Files? No, no, Ducktales. <laughs> oh, and then Tailspin.
1: We'll we'll have to kick off that series by watching. Um, was it Jung, Jungle Book? Yeah, yeah. We'll have to watch Jungle Book and then and then we follow it up with Tailspin.
0: That's cool by me. That's that's fine. I'll watch Jungle Book.
1: So, I I didn't find anything conclusive on Widowmaker in DuckTales, but Widowmaker um, is a horse and a main character from the Pecos Bill segment of Melody Time, a 1948 Disney feature.
0: All right. I wonder if Disney invented that phrase then. It wouldn't surprise me. (laughs) If they didn't invent it, then they own it now, Yeah, like everything else. It wouldn't surprise me. It, that sounds like a Disney sort of thing to do. And then mm-hmm. things just get spread throughout culture and that sort of thing. So, yeah. So uh, let's leave it there for today because, you know, this is just such a innocuous episode. Just sort of it's there. It exists. There's very little of note. I think we've done well to get sort of 50 minutes out of it, to be perfectly honest. Um,
1: Mm -hmm. Well, 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 to be fair, uh, a good portion of that 50 minutes was about other stuff.
0: Yeah. You see, Um, that's not a great episode.
1: Um. One, one aspect that that we didn't mention, we should give it at least one brief mention is the fact that uh, in this leap, something that we're going to see some more in the future, but I don't think it's really, I don't think it's been a factor in any episode so far is when a part of sam doesn't want to leave or is at least afraid that he will become too attached yes and and be sad to go as as shown in this episode even though that the person he left into is not supposed to marry tess sam does begin developing feelings for her and in one of his uh you know silent inner monologues he laments the fact that it's impossible to avoid uh, becoming attached during a leap. And he even asks whoever or whatever it is that controls the leaps to leap him out as soon as possible before she develops true feelings for him as well. And we know this is going to come back again in the future because there is an episode where uh, for a time, Sam, Sam, Uh, plans to stay he plans to avoid the leap and stay in
0: the person he's in gosh you're right there are yeah i actually think there's more than one example of that there's i think there might be a couple of examples of that
1: i think that might be the episode um guest starring tia carrera which, if you're gonna if you're gonna choose to give up your life in the future and stay in the past, inhabiting someone else's body, Tia Carrera is a decent
0: reason. Oh, that's the Vietnam one, isn't it?
1: Oh no, I must be thinking of someone else. Then.
0: Yeah, Tia Carrera is in the Vietnam one.
1: Oh, okay, then then no, it's a different
0: episode. But your your point is well made, though. I I do. Appreciate I, I think
1: it. I think the woman that he chooses to stay for is a psychic who knows that he is not who he appears to be.
0: I know who you mean. I know which one you mean. Oh, he's a detective or a crime writer. Oh, what is it? (sighs) No, I do remember. I know the one you mean. I can remember shots from the the episode, but I can't. The storyline is something about she's a psychic detective. He might be a police officer. He might be a detective or something on a murder case. Something like that. We'll get to it eventually, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: we this is the type of moment where we wish that we could just do the entire series, but in whatever order we choose.
0: Yeah, but then we'd never get to the ones, we'd never we'd never have done how the test was won. <laughs> That's the thing. If we were picking episodes to do, we'd never have picked this one. You know? In fact, <laughs> there might be only a couple of episodes from season one that would have done it all. So, you know, we, you, we've got to be you go, we've got to be serious about this, I think. Next week, Double Identity. Uh, where he's, Is he a hitman or something? Well, we'll get to that at some point. It It,
1: it, it is mafia related, that it, much I remember. It is,
0: indeed. So, until then, everybody, thank you for listening. It's been fun talking about Quantum Leap again, and we'll be back to do it another time. Uh, We will speak to you all again soon. And uh, bye-bye, everybody.